We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And the Knicks still have a chance now. The Knicks are out of timeout, so they have to go to the length of the floor. And if Barnes hits this, they have to go for a three. Yeah, but before. Knicks just need two. Five seconds remaining. Barrett brings it up. Barrett on the drive. Goes inside. He throws it down. He throws it down. It's time. With six tenths of a second remaining. From R.J. Barrett. Stand up. Barrett's going to on that one. Okay. Alfred is back. Time to take you the rest of the way. Thank you, everybody, to over 400 people watching live in the chat. Um, let's let's talk more about this game. Let's get through the rest of the Super Chats, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Juanon, Lucas Scars haunting us still. We really need to hit free throws in the clutch. Why can't we? Mel- mental toughness, yips. Uh, genuinely curious because I don't view our boys minus an obvious one as soft. I wonder who you might be talking about. So... I think John actually hit how I feel about this. We remember the misses way more than the makes. So Jalen Brunson, to I forget who said it that this is becoming a trend, but as much as like he has, like we do remember the misses, right? We miss uh, the, the miss against the Bucks the first game, the two misses against the Bulls, which would have 13 5 still in play if he had made them both. Um, and then obviously the one miss today, yet. As recently as Friday night, four clutch free throws on the road while the team is collapsing again against Washington. There are several other occasions where he's missed free throws. Like we talk about Julius's missed free throws a lot this year. Yet there are six clutch free throws on the road after the Knicks had come back in Indiana. And we don't remember those because you're supposed to make free throws. They're free, right? So I do think that it's way much more of a we remember the misses way more than the makes. I'll give you a classic example. Kawhi Leonard is known as being like a 90% free throw shooter in the playoffs. One of the most clutch free throw shooters in NBA history when it comes to playoffs. Yet, if I say Kawhi Leonard free throw, what do a lot of people think of? The one he missed in game six of the NBA finals in 2013. We remember the misses. You know, LeBron James, one of the most inaccurate free throw shooters for someone of his volume ever. He's missed a ton of big free throws down the stretch, right? Yet there's one big free throw that he made in game seven in 2016. And that's all we remember. We don't remember. He missed the first one. 
He was the second missed free throw away from giving one of the greatest teams ever a chance to tie the game at home. And what we what would you remembered? He would be that LeBron missed two free throws, giving a Golden State a chance to come back. It's a it, it's honestly a a back and forth with what we remember as far as the the free throws are concerned. In fact, Dirty Dancer in the chat, man, Giannis. We spent entire playoffs talking about how bad he was at free throw shooting. And yet in the last game, game six against Phoenix, 19 of 20. And it's like, we remember, uh, that's the one we actually remember the the ones he made because it was Giannis, right? Um, I, I really do think it's just the, the the memory that we have because the misses hurt more, you know, especially in situations like this where the margins are so, so small. But I agree. I, I don't think this team is soft. I don't think this team... I don't think this team uh, loses fight down the stretch. And even like, I'm guessing that the the soft one down the stretch is, is Randall. And I think he actually plays tougher. I just think he has like the worst body language of anybody that I've ever seen on the Knicks ever. And we judge that rather than how tough he actually is. Uh, but thank you, Juanan, for your comment. Uh, next up, Hooper. Then, thank you for the contribution. Um, without fail, Van Vliet turns into prime Curry. This team is a bad enough matchup without the refs being complete morons out there. I'll just echo Tibbs. Like I had no idea what was a foul and what wasn't. I was seeing the exact same contact, even on like the Knicks' same amount of contact. Like they wouldn't get a call on one possession, then the very next possession, the same thing, same contact happens. Now I will say, I did think they were they were chirping with the refs a little too much. I, I the replay is your friend sometimes when you react in the moment. So really, you're going to call that, and then you see the replay. Oh, okay, that was a foul. But just it was so inconsistent today, which is the problem. And it's tough that even when you do think it's allowed to be a physical game, then guys are going to be a little more physical, and then. It's a foul called. So I agree. Very inconsistent game for the officials. Uh, Josh, so focused. Um, thank you once again for the, the another super chat. My last one. People saying RJ fouled on dunk. Ref's not going to call that at the end of regulation, guys. Let it go. No, I will not let it go. They should have called it. LeBron gets that call. Ja Morant gets that call. Ja. Okay. You're probably right. They're never going to call that. I just... It, it's in part of the larger narrative of how bad the referees were that an obvious foul that RJ, like RJ literally had to dunk it in order for it to go in. Cause if he had tried to lay it up, you with the contact that was there, he wasn't going to get a call. So um, you're not wrong. They weren't going to call that. I just, I'm annoyed that they were never going to call that. Uh, thanks, Ja. TJ Akai. Uh, thank you for the contribution regarding Tibbs rotation and minutes allocation, the free throw shooting and fact that we have the worst winning percentage versus teams above 500 of any other teams in the East East playoff teams, correlation or causation. Um, do we have the worst winning percentage against teams? Let me go to just quick standings check. I'm uh, going to stall a little bit so you guys can hear this. So the Knicks are 25 and 20. Um, versus teams over 500, they are eight and 13. Um, versus teams below 500, they are 17 and seven. Um, so you're saying of the, you know what? That's fair. They are no other team has less than nine wins. The Miami Heat are nine and 11. The Pacers 
are 11 and 15. One thing I'll say, Brooklyn's only 12 and 11. So it's not like they've been, they've been world beaters. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think the, the correlation and causation you're looking at that, that the rotations and minutes allocation, I would look across the court tonight and like getting to talk to, to Catherine Niker of, of Raptors Republic, shout out to the shameless plug of the pregame pod. Raptors fans have been frustrated with, with Nick nurse this season. I know that's, that could seem crazy to Knicks fans who are always looking at the grass being greener on the other side. Um, they don't like the, the club six, nine that everybody on the, they don't have a real center and don't have, you know, it's all of the switching and don't have uh, dependable bench players that he doesn't trust dependable bench players. You think Malachi Flynn, uh, you think Deuce McBride is uh, not playing enough. Malachi Flynn, Malachi Flynn played half his minutes today. Um, like we, we, I think Emmanuel quickly should have played more than 21. That's the smoke I have for Tibbs. Today, there's just like no world where Emmanuel quickly plays less than 25 minutes in in that that should exist, like especially in a game you're allegedly trying to win. And those four minutes matter, especially in a game where the margins are so close like this. Um, and yeah, and I look across and the Raptors, all five of their starters here, to be exact, Fred Van Vliet, 44 minutes, Gary Trent, 41 minutes, Siakam, 46 minutes, Scotty Barnes, 44 minutes, 49 seconds. The only starter that didn't play 40 minutes was OG Ananomi, who played 39 minutes and 45 seconds. Let's round up. So he had five guys play 40 minutes. When you don't have a lot of dependable players and you're trying to win games, it's tough. I would love, like, if, if the Knicks last year were out of it, which this, unfortunately still goes back to year, back to last year, we probably should have been playing Deuce down the stretch and getting all of his rookie mistakes out of the way so he'd be ready to play now. That is a very fair criticism. Having said that, it's not what happened. And we have to deal with what is right now. And what is right now is they have six and a half dependable players right now. I'll put the contributions you're getting out of Obi Hartenstein and uh, Deuce and give it like a full half a player, um, especially offensively. Uh, and unfortunately, it's going to be it's why the minutes are what they are. And it's why I now turn my attention to the front office that whether it's Caruso, whether it's uh, Eric Gordon, whoever it is, they cannot tell me that they want to make a, a, a respectable playoff appearance this year and have this be the collection of players that we're going to see. So thank you, TJ. Um, Greg film stuff. If Evan Cam and Sims, oh, here we go. Evan Cam and Sims are DMPs. We need trades, uh, for this bench in, we need trades for this bench in the, because, um, I'll try to reread this. Hold on. If Evan Cam and Sims are DMPs, we need trades for this bench because what was a strength last season is now non-existent because besides IQ, if there was a shooting center you could replace Mitch with, not Jokic, who would it be? Ooh. I'm not... Oh. <laughs> but the, the, the real answer of who I would replace Mitch with is Obi Toppin. I would experiment more with Obi at the, the five and play more in transition. 
unfortunately, I'm resigned to the fact that they're not going to do that. Um, I'm also like, what's going on with the Raptors is cute, but like, they they're not a team like again Raptors fans don't like that they don't have a real center on the team that you can trust um like the Vucevic is out there I don't like I, I don't want his rim protection I don't like he's a stretch five I don't think I would want that um and look as far as Evan Cam and Sims are concerned I think the fewer and fewer the fewer and fewer Deuce McBride minutes that are happening, like he didn't play in the second half. I think we're getting closer and closer to a conversation about Evan Fournier coming back into the rotation. Um, I've been on the record, I think, that I would have had the hard conversation about uh, Sims for Art for Hartenstein already. Now, look, as far as Cam is concerned, I I think I would have given Cam like I think when the rotation change has ha- happened in the first place. I was like, I would have given Cam first run at this, but I understand like Deuce being the ninth guy. We'll see what happens. And they won eight in a row. Um, I am until proven otherwise convinced. I have to believe it because it's the only thing that makes sense. If it's just a coach's decision, it's a bad coach decision. Cam was helpful at many points this year. That one bad game shouldn't hurt him from a second chance. But I am convinced that there is something above Tibbs' pay grade that has been agreed to by coach, player, front office, agent that I don't want my player getting hurt. Bench him until you trade him or release him or whatever it is. I don't think he has a ton of value. It's probably like a top 59 protected pick in the second round. But I don't... I, I'm just convinced it's it's above his pay grade. And he hasn't, to his credit you know, cause any problems. Um, he's answered a couple questions from reporters, but he's not, you know, becoming a, a nuisance in the locker room to his credit. So um, at the moment, I think he's just enjoying a, the the best gig in the world and it's getting paid to watch courtside Knicks games. Unfortunately, unfortunately for him, because I do think he was showing some promise earlier this year and it just didn't work out. Again, I would have given him a second chance by now. I'm not... There's like 95% of stuff that we don't see behind the scenes that is what I'm convinced happened. And if it hasn't, then again, it's a bad decision. Um, thank you, Greg's film stuff. Always good with your, your contributions. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, Mitch has honestly been frustrating for about a week. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't played as big as you'd need him to be. I will say he is still a monster on the offensive glass, even in like a, a game where we're all complaining about him. Um, he still has five offensive rebounds, which I look at it, if you get five extra possessions from your center that isn't like asked to do much on offense, then it's a gift. I think he, the, the, the Raptors also got a ton of extra possessions. They got six offensive rebounds from Scotty Barnes, which will always kill you. Um, which again goes to the switching Randall onto Barnes switch, which people have mentioned. Um. So yeah, uh, hopefully Mitch cleans it up. Hopefully uh, this is also just a tough matchup for him. There's no center to guard, so he's you know. But thankfully Siakam didn't go you know Giannis mode this game. Oh of seven for three for Siakam. But yeah, Mitch has to play better. Hopefully he does in the future. Eric Fernandez. This loss is mostly on Brunson, in my opinion. Played selfishly, especially down the stretch. 11 for 29 and too much ISO. 
So it's funny. I I agree to a point with this. I can't blame the whole loss on Brunson. It's it's makes sense to blame a guy that was eleven for twenty nine, um, like twenty three points on twenty nine, uh, twenty yeah twenty three points on twenty nine shots. What did Brunson finish with? Twenty six points on twenty nine shots. Um, I don't mean to discount his those three points. Um, so. I'm not someone that like John hinted that he doesn't take bad shots. And I'm not someone that's going to say that all 29 of his shots were good. He's made enough tub shots to get the benefit of the doubt every time he takes a shot. So I do agree that point. This team is such a bad matchup for him. Any team with length, which is why I worry exact. I worry about the specific matchup. The Knicks are going to have to face come playoff time. And if it's a team with length that will take Jalen Brunson out, then we're back to can Julius Randle take 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 us to the second round, or are we back to like like I I don't really want to play Milwaukee in the first round. I know we've played them close all season, but if they get Middleton back and we got to deal with those those twin towers down low, I, I just that's the last thing I want to see. Um, yeah, I I think this is just a tough matchup for Brunson. And I thought this is why that portion of the fourth quarter got so frustrating. The blah of the (laughs) offense being your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, which we've been frustrated in crunch time all season. Uh, It just doesn't work, which is why I thought they could have featured RJ more. I thought they could have featured like Quentin Grimes took five shots today. That's just not something that should happen. He should be taking at minimum five threes a game. Um, Quickly has, has been great for you the last like month. He took seven shots today. So yeah, just other looks from other players. You could have depended on your third, fourth, and fifth best best players today. And if that's on Brunson, it's on Brunson. It's on the 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 offensive scheme. Tom Thibodeau. They can be on Tibbs, but it's also like Jalen Brunson is the reigning player of the week. We haven't said that yet. He was announced during the game to be the reigning. Eastern Conference Player of the Week because of how well he has played and how good he's been uh, with tough shots. So I can at least understand like if in his brain these shots are going to start falling. Like I know I'm getting some 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 bad luck. I'm not getting any whistles that I normally get. Like Jalen Brunson only taking four free throws today is also a, a knock on the ref. So long answer to say that I think. For this loss to be on Brunson is a little tough, but he did not play well today. Um, thank you, Eric, for the contribution. Dumb! Cappuccini again. Eight minutes left. I told myself this is where they finally pull away enough to win. Maybe by five, but still. Uh, we are still searching for that late game confidence. Big difference between how between now and we here. Man, this is where Derrick Rose came in. He was that that calming presence down the stretch, those final 20 games when they went 16 and four. And that's like the one thing that they're missing is that that calming presence. Jalen Brunson's been great to an extent, but now they're playing nine men that are 28 years and younger. So um, the hope, if you want to use the football as an analogy, the Giants have played all these close football games all during the regular season. Some were wins. Well, actually, most of them were wins. And it came in handy when they had a playoff game yesterday. And it was they knew how to win a close game tied with with seven minutes left. They knew exactly what they had to do to win this game. Hopefully the Knicks 
know exactly what not to do in some of these losses, and it can lead to some wins in some close games later on in the season. Thank you, Dom. Josso focused again. Last one. Wasn't happy with Randall's rebound positioning. Um, I'm actually not sure what you mean. Randall had 15 rebounds today. Um, actually at 21, 15, and 8, despite shooting poorly today. Uh yeah, I'd have to go back and look at the tape. Um, like rewatch the game. Uh, this might be actually be more of a Benji questioning if his defensive uh rebound positioning wasn't great, or even if you're saying the offensive positioning wasn't great, but I didn't see it. Um, not going to say you're wrong. Uh, this is worth a second look. Thank you, Ja. Greg B. Don't know why Knicks help so much in the paint when guarding corner threes. They have one of the best shot blockers in the NBA in Mitchell Robinson. So it's funny. The guy I saw helping so much in the uh, in the paint was Mitchell Robinson on the Scotty Barnes uh, back downs of RJ. Uh, I kept seeing Mitch helping down low and then Barnes would kick to the corner and whether it be to OG Ananobi for a wide open three, it would be to someone on the wing who would make the extra pass. And that, that you, that was killing them all game. Um, this again goes back to the, I would have also liked to see a different look on Scotty Barnes down the stretch, um, even just in the second half. So we'll see. Um, thank you, Greg B not discounting it at all. Busy. What up, Busy? I feel like losing like this. If, oh, excuse me. I feel better losing like this than giving up big leads. The team has to be locked in the entire time in order to give this effort. In the long run, this will help them prepare for hard playoff games. Well said. I co-sign. Don't, wouldn't change the thing, Busy. You either lose or you learn. That annoying thing that Tibbs says. And I'm not the only one that said that. Jeff Van Gundy said the exact same thing. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last one. Uh, okay. Josh so focused again. Okay. Last one. You said the last one was the last one. Uh, be harsher on 30. Terrible offensive foul in OT. You mean the loose ball foul in OT, which agreed. I think they were both battling down low and he just got caught being the one that had the final push. But um, I'll actually push back a little bit. He, uh, man, they're down six looking lifeless. And he gets a steal and starts an and one and then gets his own rebound and kicks it to RJ. Like, and maybe that's just the, the short term memory of what just happened at the end of the game. But I thought a lot of a, a lot of fouls that Randall normally gets goes to the inconsistently uh, consistency of the, the officials today. I didn't think Randall was I think Randall was as bad this game. And look, as far as OT is concerned, you got nine guys out there that have played 40 minutes. So um, you're running on fuse fumes at that point. If he made a terrible foul, I'm not excusing it, but I'm explaining it. Um, So thank you, Ja. I I appreciate the energy. Dom Cappuccini again, turnovers is what makes this team a tough matchup. Um, As you said, John, we hit the three better a la last matchup. Probably pull away today. Get a sniper, Leon. Yep, that's... I would be in on Alex Caruso if that is a thing that is real. That the Knicks have had scouts at... that um, have had scouts at Bulls games recently. I would absolutely be in on Alex Caruso. I really hope that that's the thing that they that they do. Uh, Red Saracek with the contribution. Thank you. Forgotten NYC. We play them again next week. Get Anita Xanax. Well, Fun fact, I'm off next Sunday. So you guys enjoy that game. I'll probably watch it. And, you know, I, I'm meeting up with a, a friend next weekend. So shout out to the NFL. They have the Giants playing the Eagles next Saturday night. One of my closest friends is a Philly, Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, I hate all things Philadelphia. So I'm going to go jump on the Giants bandwagon and we're going to hang out and watch that game. Uh, and it's like we're going away next weekend for it. So me and a, a bunch of my buddies as a result. Uh, but I'm sure I'll, I'll hopefully next the the trend of the road team winning every game uh, is a thing that happens. And the you don't you don't need that Xanax forgotten NYC. Uh, thank you for the contributions as always. Uh, Blockiana Tiana Tiania. I apologize. I just butchered your name, but thank you for the contributions. Why doesn't Tibbs trust his bench? Starters are gassed in the end because his bench is bad. Blockiana. Um, you like, this is a guy that used to like play 
his bench a ton of minutes when he trusted them. Believe me, when that we the we here season, that was the thing we all looked forward to is when the bench finally comes back in. He couldn't find the happy medium last season, but um, this year, uh, you see in the minutes distribution that he does not trust anyone but Emmanuel quickly with heavy minutes. And look, I actually think if the energy for this is just, 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 just Emmanuel quickly, uh, then yeah, I, I would be, I would agree. There's like eight more manual quickly minutes I could have seen, but I'm fine with the way Obi's been lately. I mean, look, could Obi be used differently? Yes. Should they get more and run more and get out and transition more with Obi? Yes. There's that baseline jumper that Obi took that it was almost like you saw it was an, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. And it ended with a, Oh damn, not a, Oh no, 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 no. Yes. Um, he just is not he he's out of rhythm right now and it's why i understood last season why they never committed to not playing him as many minutes as they did while acknowledging they should have played him more and it's also why like i wanted to see what he looked like with jalen brunson last season playing a little more minutes but um yeah i i they need to make a move so that way they give uh, more, more options for tips to go to than than a few guys that he doesn't actually trust. Thank you, Blockyana D. Flesh. Uh, they lost this game at the line tonight. Great effort, though. Competitive Knicks game brings a smile to my face. I actually don't know the number. What did they shoot at the line tonight? Twenty eight of thirty five. In fact, they missed the same number of free throws as the Toronto Raptors. They both missed seven free throws. Um, yeah, make care of. Uh, Couple makes away from from this being a fourth straight win, so thanks. <laughs> Josso focus. I addressed this already, but I'll I'll answer it. Josso focus. Okay, last one for real for real. Fix your mic, Mac. LOL. I don't know why he keeps adjusting his mic. I don't know what it is. It's literally the same as this, if you can see. All right, for those watching, it's an arm that his mic is on. So you leave it here. Your hands are free. You don't have to adjust anything. I don't know what it is. Maybe he needs a new arm. It's like two years old. I'm going to fix it. Don't worry. But thank you, Ja. As, as a producer, I personally take that into consideration and I will make sure that that gets fixed ASAP. Dom Cappuccini. Again, geez, Dom. Real talk, John. How are you feeling about the Knicks bouncing back by winning out the rest of the week? Forgive me, but I want no parts of the play-in. So let's look at the rest of the week. The Knicks... Um, Technically, are still one and one this week. They play Washington. Welcome back, Chris Apps Porzingis on Wednesday. They play Atlanta on Friday. And then they play Toronto again on Sunday. Atlanta in Atlanta on Sunday. Um, watching Washington, I'm confident that the Knicks can win that game. Atlanta's tricky because. Like there's the baggage of it's Trey Young against the Knicks, and this narrative that he always beats us, even though it's just like not a fact. It's a five game series where he didn't even shoot all that well. And then um, you know, regular season they've kind of kind of beaten beaten up on Trey a lot, actually. He's only won at Madison Square Garden twice, but I digress. Whatever. The narrative will be out there and obviously be out there on Friday. And then you're back again against Toronto. I'm confident. Look, this team needs a day off, so hopefully they they, they take advantage of the early game today, and then a, a, a it's taken easy on them tomorrow. 
But um, two and two is what I would go with for this week overall between Toronto. I guess technically this. Yeah. So this week ends with Washington and Atlanta. Yeah, they they have to go two in one of their next three games because they have a ridiculously tough stretch coming up after that. So at least two and one in their next three games. Um, and look, if you, you take care of your home game against Washington and you split between Atlanta and Toronto, it's tolerable. And then you're 26 and 21 going into this tough stretch. So um, that's where I feel at least. Um, hopefully uh, John, I'm sure will address in a future post game where he's not talking to Jake Fisher when this question comes up, uh, how he feels. Thank you, Dom. Oh, Red Saracek with an actual with an actual contribution. Thank with actual question. Thank you, Red Saracek. Can't blame JB for that shot. Sure, not sure we get a better one at Tibbs timeout. Oh, <laughs> this is actually really funny. I'll read it over because I read that poorly. Can't blame JB for that shot. Not sure we get a better one at a Tibbs timeout. It's not even the the Tibbs ATO after timeout play call that I'm most worried about. I do not want that team to be able to set up a defense. So it's a combination of both. It's it's like half I trust the the scatteredness of getting a good look, which JB did. He got a wide open three. Um, and he's in rhythm. I I it just didn't fall. And I don't need Nick Nurse being able to dial up a defense. And, and get his guys set, get the right five that he wants out there, get them, give him a second to refocus. You got a good look. He missed it. So I agree. If there's ever a team to go small against, it's the wraps. I heart 16 minutes seems bad any night, especially tonight. Jalen Brunder paid. I like it. Um, agreed about Hartenstein's minutes. I would have gone to Sims already. Curious to see if that is something they eventually do. Um, so that's the other part, them going small. That's another place you can get quickly minutes from, especially since they're getting killed on the offensive boards anyway. Um, and the d- defensive boards anyway, as far as, um, as far as that was concerned, he went small for one possession in the fourth quarter. And it's funny. That was something I wrote down as like a, a, a criticism of Tibbs. It only, it, it only hurt one possession, but tie game down the stretch. Comes out of the timeout. It was after Van Vliet hit one of the shots to tie the game. Van Vliet um, go, comes back on with Randall at the five, RJ at the four, Grimes quickly, and Brunson. Something I would have gone through earlier, thought it could have matched their size a little differently. Although, again, then you're really small with quickly, Grimes, and Brunson on the floor. But he goes to that five, quickly go, gets an up and under, gets fouled, goes to the line. Mitch comes back in for Grimes. Not RJ, not anybody else, for Grimes. I thought he was coming in for Brunson, to be completely honest. And he comes in for Grimes. And the very next possession, the guy that Mitch is guarding gets fouled. And then they bring they they bring uh Grimes back in. It was one possession, but like those, those are the margins that you look at in a close game like this. It's a two-point game. You could point to 65 different things and be like, oh, this one thing cost them. So um yeah, I, I noticed that they could have gone small, but like say they go small and then they're getting beat with their size, then it's it's tough to like I know the Raptors go like play small because they don't play a center, but then they also have like wing with wingspan after wing with wingspan that it's tough to with the Knicks personnel argue that they could have gone a certain way. 
Um, thank you, uh, Red. Much appreciated. Uh, Mamble Maxo, length disparity against their three wings. Oh, length disparity against their three wings. RJ's efficiency will be the difference between a playoff and play in. Sorry. Trade Randall plus three picks for one of those three. Oh, RJ plus three picks for one of those three. Woo, man. So, RJ, uh, this is where Jeremy and John need to come here and say exactly why it's tough to trade RJ. Because of his poison pill in his contract extension, it's really tough to trade RJ. I'm not 100% 100 sure I understood the words I just said. I just know that that is a line from John and Jeremy. That's why I don't dabble in fake trades. I let them do it. Um, I'm not trading RJ in three picks on principle for anyone but Pascal Siakam. I would probably trade him for Scotty Barnes for RJ plus one pick, but our, like Scotty Barnes has been bad this this year. I know we just saw him like play really well against the Knicks, and that like pumping up of the crowd thing was like things New Yorkers fall in love with. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And OG Ananobi. I, I, I'm not here for the Donovan Mitchell trade package he's going to cost. You know, I'm here for like a, a reasonable trade package. Um, RJ and three picks is I'd get for Siakam, but that's it. Um, thank you. Thank you, Maple Maxo. Much appreciated. Uh, Dom, I had reached, I'd gone down to look for your comment. Um, congrats to John for the spot with Jake. Proud of him. Uh, Q's girl BK. RJ's poor play is annoying because Adam Silver gave Zion and Ja, <laughs> he gave them, to irrelevant cities who had better rosters and the three players taken after him are better. Um, yeah, I, I think we do that with every draft that we compare, we compare higher picks to the people taken before them and then some of the people taken after them. I... I've adjusted my expectations with RJ. I think he is what he is. It's why I got frustrated during the summer when we saw the, when I would see many, uh, will be better with, without Donovan Mitchell and with RJ, he will be better long-term than Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a third best guy on a good team. You know, that's, that's what I think RJ is. There are times this year where I've thought I've spent the last two games. I was thinking it, that, they're better with Emmanuel quickly closing than RJ Barrett. Today, I understood RJ was was getting them good looks. RJ was playing good minutes. I didn't think that meant quickly has to play 21. I thought you could have staggered even more than you did. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it is unfair that we compare him to those drafted around him than to what he actually is. Um, okay, next up. David Greeter. This team misses Burks hardcore. Oh, yeah. Alec Burks. They could use a bench scorer right now. Need the bench scoring and D at wing. Too small and don't have good matchups with bench. Tired of blowing leads. Yeah, this one's a little different because I don't look at a 10-point lead as that big a deal. I know Fred Kratz's article was great and it pointed out I thought the 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 takeaway was less about like a lot of teams blow leads. It was more like a 10 point leads, not a thing. You know, it's, it's three shots. It's three possessions can be, can wipe away a 10 point lead, not completely, but like can take a 10 point lead down to, 
down to one just like that because of how the three-point shot is. So they were up 10 late, up nine with a couple minutes to go, and then it's three possessions and and they, they, they're down. But you're right about Burks. I'd have loved if they could get him back. If there's a way, I'm not sure. I've had some people tell me yes or no if um, the, the Knicks can trade for Alec Burks this season. If they can, I would love it. If they can't, oh well. But exactly, a guy like that that can can help you um, with your bench units is exactly what the Knicks need right now. Um, Red Sarachek again, also first time super chatter. Thank you and welcome, Red. Um, thanks for everything. Grimes equals movement. Why not more run through him? That said, no mom- no moment seems big, too big for him. Uh, that three at the end of the fourth quarter. Agree with you. They should run more plays for Grimes. He cannot take five shots a game. I watched last season. I saw them run specific plays to get Everett Fournier open looks. Those plays, like Benji's talked about this, those plays should just be re- recreated with the same looks for Quentin Grimes. You can't tell me they can't. Like I don't care that they they have three ISO guys, right? Like you Jalen Brunson doesn't need to take 29 shots for you to win a game. You can find other ways for your shooters. Um, so yeah, that I'd agree. Grimes, Grimes should be taking more than five shots a game. That's for sure. Will Oliver, tough matchup on a back-to-back. Hurt, but proud of the effort. 100%. Um, Brian Benjamin, I disagree about Obi. Your coach, I, I, I hear the, the tone here, Brian. Your coach is barely playing you. Uh, you know he will pull you out of the game for an error. I just feel like Tibbs needs an offense that isn't Jalen and Randall Cook. This has been a topic of conversation lately. Um, I will not disagree. I'm not also going to... like Where they are, as far as the offensive rankings are concerned, I don't think that's relevant to the point you're making. Like, yes, they're top seven in offense, so it's not broken. But down the stretch, it gets entirely too stagnant. Like you see Toronto for whatever they are offensively this year. You see them making the extra pass. You see them passing out of double teams quickly. The, it's, it's precise. They know exactly when to pass out of the double team. You see them making the extra pass every time. And you don't see that a lot with the Knicks lately. It's been, like you said, your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn with Randall and, and Brunson down the stretch, which is why I was so impressed with that one possession where Randall saw the double come. He hit Quentin Grimes for a three, you know, that should be more. Um, but, uh, as far as Obi is concerned, it's one thing I did worry about when Randall was going off that, like how much more, how, 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 what does this do when Obi comes back is, are we back to 12 minute Obi games? And he played 11 minutes tonight. So um, I just wonder if the, the ship has sailed to an extent. Um, I believe I'm at the last super chat and it's appropriate if we are. And I am forgotten NYC GMAC thoughts on future jet Danny dimes last night. So um, no, Danny dimes will not be a jet because I think the giants are going to give him a lot of money this off season. And if I'm Danny dimes, I don't leave the situation I'm in. I don't leave coach Dable. I don't leave um, this system that has turned me into a guy that you wonder if the, the Giants should pick up uh, his option and wonder what team he's going to be on next year. 
into a guy that's two wins away from going to the Super Bowl. Like, let's just flatly put it that way. He is two wins away from the Super Bowl. Uh, and he had a lot to do with uh, that victory against Minnesota yesterday. And it's it's a lesson to Jet fans that you shouldn't give up on a struggling young quarterback despite how very bad he's struggling. I don't think Zach Wilson should be the Jets quarterback next year, but I would understand someone that says like two bad years doesn't mean that is what he will be having the right coach, the right system, the right playbook around him is how you properly develop a a quarterback. Having said that, if Aaron Rodgers is available, please go get him. Thank you. GMAC. Uh, Thank you. GMAC. Thank you for gotten NYC. And thank you everybody for watching. This has been the KFS post game show. If you're watching, please do me a favor and like this video and subscribe to the channel. We just hit a milestone. Shout out to Nick's Film School's YouTube channel. 11,000 subscribers. Greatly appreciate everybody that's been tuning in. That number's only continuing to go up. Um, if you're listening, please leave a five-star rating and a review. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with a new podcast. Um, technically, Wednesday morning with a new podcast. John and a special guest to talk about the Knicks. Uh, and then Wednesday at noon. So... A recent article that John referenced, a Q&A with Kristaps Porzingis um, about some ways he's reflected on his past and and how things ended with him in New York. Um, and with Kristaps Porzingis coming into town with the Wizards on Wednesday, um, that Q&A that Porzingis did was with Mark Medina, um, a sports writer and, and columnist around the NBA. Mark Medina is my guest for Wednesday's show. We're going to talk to him about that conversa- conversation he had with Porzingis and um, what that could potentially mean for the future. Um, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I, if you dig the show, um, I, I think I did this already. Um, there's also one super chat that just came in from the one and only Busy. Uh, I, I got to scroll a while, Busy, but I'll just I'll read it out loud. Love the spicy super chats. Get the pitchforks out. Fan is short for fanatic. So would expect nothing less than than pitchforks and spicy super chats. Uh, shows how much we care about this team. All right, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you um, after the game, as far as live is concerned, on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your MLK day, um, and remember the reason why this is a the reason to reflect and not necessarily to celebrate. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.